In this week's Parsha, we have the mitzvah known as Shiluach HaKan, sending away the mother bird when wanting to take the eggs or the little birds. We need to send away the mother bird. And the Pasuk says, So that it will be good for you and you will have long life. At the very end of Masech Techulin, the Gemara relates how Rabbi Yaakov, one of the Tanoim, had witnessed an incident where a father had asked his son to climb up to a tall place to get him a nest, a, a nest of birds. The son sent away the mother bird. On his way down, he fell down and died. Here the son had performed two mitzvahs regarding which the Torah says and promises Arichos Yomim, and yet the son died. From, the, from here, Rabbi Yaakov comes along and says that when the Torah promises Arichos Yomim, this is referring to Oilom to after Tchiyas HaMesim. But according to Rabbi Yaakov, there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Schar mitzvah by Al-Maleka, there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Now seemingly, this he's arguing with the Mishnah that appears in Chulin just before this, where the mitzvah actually says that if for such a light and easy mitzvah, where you don't have a great expense, sending away the mother bird, and yet you're given such reward of long life and goodness and so on, you get such reward, how much more so for more difficult mitzvahs? So too, we know the famous Mishnah in Peah, that there are mitzvahs, we do get the reward, the fruits at least of the reward, down here in this world. Now here's the interesting thing. When the Rambam speaks about the reward for mitzvahs, the Rambam tells us also that the reward for mitzvahs is an oilom He also brings the Pasuk that says in regards to Shiluach HaKan sending away the mother bird, and he says that Vaharachta Yomim long life means an Oilom Habo. And the question is, isn't the Rambam in this case paskening against the Mishnah, both in Chulin as well as the Mishnah in Peah, which seem to be saying that there is some form of reward for mitzvahs down here in this world? He's seemingly paskening like Rabbi Yaakov, who is what's known as a Yochid. He's an individual that says this opinion. Another question is why when the Rambam says that Arichus Yom is only in Oilom he brings the Pasuk regarding sending away the mother bird, but he doesn't mention anything about what about the Pasuk of long life in regards to Kibud Another thing we need to understand is the Rambam himself when discussing all the promises and the brachas of the Torah that are going to happen for performing Torah and mitzvahs, tells us that all of these brachas are, of course, going to come true, and the Rambam has his way of explaining it, that these brachas are there to enable us, to help us, to perform mitzvahs better. And when we do mitzvahs, the Abishter gives us a good life, so we could be able to do even more mitzvahs. Says the Rebbe, if we anyways have to explain so many of these brachas in the Torah that they're referring to physical life down here, why can't we also explain this Pasuk regarding sending away the mother bird, that it means long life physically in this world? In order to understand this, the Rebbe first addresses Rabbi Yaakov's, what the Beraisa says in the name of Rabbi Yaakov, where that the Rabbi Yaakov is speaking about both the idea of Kibud of Aim and Shiluach HaKan. That was the story. And the question is, if you want to prove that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world, seemingly we could have just been speaking about just sending away the mother bird herself. That's the discussion of the Gemara, is mainly about the mother bird. Why was it also important to introduce that there was even an aspect of Kibbut Ava Aim over here? Another thing we need to understand, why is it even a proof from the story that there is no reward in this world? Isn't it possible that when this son 
was performing these mitzvahs of kibbutz of aim and sending away the mother, but he didn't even have in mind these mitzvahs. He was doing it for some completely other ulterior motive, and maybe that's why he doesn't get the reward. In order to understand this, the Rebbe first has a look at the previous Mishnah that discusses that a person is not allowed to take the mother bird, he must send it away. He's not allowed to keep it, even if it wants to be, for the for the procedure of purifying the mitzvah, which needs part of the purification process, is you need to have two birds, etc. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, and if for such an easy mitzvah you're rewarded, and a mitzvah that hardly costs you anything, how much more so for mitzvahs that are more difficult? And the Rebbe asks, what's the connection between these two parts of the Mishnah? about that you need to send away the mother bird, even if it's on the account of purifying the mitzvah, as well as the reward for these mitzvahs. Another thing we need to understand is, if in fact there is this kalvachomer, that even in such an easy mitzvah, we get long life, why does the Torah need to write it by kibbutz of aim as well, which is considered from the more stricter or heavier, or more difficult mitzvahs? So the Rebbe goes on and explains, in regards to this idea that the Mishnah says, that we need to send away the mother bird and we can't even keep it for the purification of the Mitzvah. The Gemara explains we would have thought that maybe we should actually put the Mitzvah ahead of sending away the mother bird. Why? Because in the case of the Mitzvah, while he's a Mitzvah, he's telling me he's not allowed to be with his wife. We know the great importance of Shalom of peace. And therefore, we would have thought, let's try to purify the mitzvah first. The Torah needs to teach us, no, we must perform immediately this mitzvah of sending away the mother bird. In other words, on the one hand, we say the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKan is something that makes sense. It's a mitzvah that's compassionate and so on, although that's not the reason why we do it. But it is a mitzvah that makes sense and so on. And we would have thought compassion on the mitzvah should be taking first, it should be taking preference on that. So the Torah says, no, we need to break our Yetzirah. We don't just do things the way we feel is right and what we think is right. We do what Hashem tells us to do. In fact, this is also how we understand the Kalvachoymer. It's, why do we say it's an easy mitzvah? It's not only an easy mitzvah because it doesn't cost so much, but it's an easy mitzvah also because it makes sense and we have compassion on the bird. And this is what we say, that if in such an easy mitzvah we get reward, how much more so on the mitzvahs that are more difficult? On the other hand, we also understand that Shiluach HaKan is not like your ordinary mitzvah, which we call like a mitzvah that is just about the benefit that the other person is going to get. You see, in a mitzvah that the main thing is what the other person is going to benefit, that it doesn't really matter what I have in mind. The bottom line is what the other person got out of it. And if that would be the case, in our case, who should be the one benefiting? The mitzvah would definitely benefit and is more important for benefiting the human being than this bird. For, so from the actual fact that nevertheless we need to send away the mother bird and not to purify this mitzvah, clearly this is teaching us that there's an avoid over here more between a person and Hashem and his iskafia and his working on himself, etc. It's not only about the outcome that's going to happen, because I said again, then if we're speaking about the outcome, he should have just sent away the uh, he should have first taken care of the mitzvah. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we'll understand that the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKan is very different to the mitzvahs that we say, that you have the fruit in this world. Including even Kibbut Ava'em, we say you're rewarded in this world. Why? Because in those mitzvahs, since there's somebody else that benefited physically in this world, we don't even care what you're, you had in mind, whether you did it for the mitzvah or not, but because somebody else benefited in this world, this is also why the reward is going to be in this world. 
Whereas by the, by the mitzvah of sending away the mother bird, we say here what's relevant is not only the result that there's a bird help, because then we said, if the result would be important, then surely the mitzvah should come first. But as said earlier, it's more about your mitzvah that you're doing. It's a mitzvah between you and Hashem. And if that's the case, then it's very important to kavana, because now it's not only the result, it's more about what you are doing in your avoidas Hashem as your mitzvah. This is why Rabbi Yaakov needs to come along and say that in the particular story that happened, there was also idea of kibbut avaim. In other words, from just from Taras just from the fact that he sent away the mother bird, we would have thought, yes, well, if he doesn't have kavana, he doesn't get a mitzvah. But if there was kibbut of a aim here as well, which is a mitzvah that is benefiting the parent, he's getting the birds that he asked for, and yet the son dies, that proves to Rabbi Yaakov that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Because again, the taras, the sending away the mother bird itself would have not yet been a proof enough. And this is similar, the Rebbe says, to the famous idea that if a person loses money, somebody else finds it. This is considered tzedakah, even though you were upset that you lost the money. Nevertheless, the bottom line was the outcome. So too over here, when the father gets his birds, that would be considered a mitzvah. And this proves to Rabbi Yaakov there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Let's go back to the Rambam now. The Rambam says there are mitzvahs that you have the fruits of those mitzvahs, of the reward of the mitzvah in this world, but only in regards to mitzvah shemin adam lechaveiroi. In other words, again, in a mitzvah where the, there's a person that's receiving something in this world. Again, not by Shiluach HaKan, that wouldn't be the case. So when the Rambam brings the posseg that Vaharachto Yomim Long Life means an Oilam Abba, he's only referring to the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKan, that that's an Oilam Abba. Regarding Kibbut Ovaim, he would also agree the reward is in this world. Now, this is no contradiction to the fact that the Rambam says that the main reward for all mitzvahs is an Oilam Abba, because all the Rambam is saying is that the fruits, some of the benefit of certain mitzvahs are also in this world, but the main thing, of course, is an Oilam Abba. Now, when the Rambam does discuss, we said earlier about all the promises that the Torah says that a person gets begashmis in this world, that's not reward for the mitzvah at all. That's more like a master that has a servant. And he wants the servant to be able to do work for him. So he needs to supply him with all of his needs so that he should be able to do what he has to do. And if the servant is going to want to do even more, the master will supply him with even more. The same thing with mitzvahs. The Abishta is giving us these things. We should be able to perform the mitzvahs. On the other hand, Rabbi Yaakov holds in the Gemara that even mitzvahs, there is no reward. And that's why this son died, even though he did the mitzvah of kibud avaim. Although you're going to say, how does this fit with the promises that Torah says that you're going to get good things when you're doing the mitzvahs? Well, that's only if the person needs to stay in this world to continue doing his avoida. But if someone finished doing already his avoida, so then there is these pay, these rewards. They're not rewards. These are things to enable the person to continue the avoida. That's why it's possible the son had died. However, what it does prove is that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Because had there been reward, even if this person technically doesn't need to do more avoid, but he should be getting a reward, the Torah promised him long life, then he should get long life. But again, we're understanding the long life the Torah promises is number is, is only for Olam Abba, or in things that the person needs to continue his avoid down here. The Rebbe concludes this sicha with some lessons and a remiss from the beginning of the end of the Masechta. The beginning of the Masechta starts with the ideas of Shechitah. And the Gemara says, The idea of shechita is when you're drawing something, you're pulling something, and as Chassidus understands it, as elevating from the level of an animal to becoming part of the human being, part of the... That's even the reason why we're allowed to shech. Why, why, why do we have the right to shech the animal? 
The same idea is taking from our Nefesh of Bahamas and elevating it to our Nefesh Alikis. That's what the beginning of the Masechta is. How do we do this? The Masechta tells us at the end. This is through the Iskafia that the Masechta tells us by the end that we need to practice when sending away that mother bird, as we said, even though sometimes we might feel like we don't even want to send it away, we have another person to take care of, and yet the Torah wants us to break ourselves and to do what we need to do. And through this, we come... As the Gemara says, to the times of Mashiach, we will be completely united with Hashem. And since, as the Rebbe says, and as the Rosh Tevis of Elul tells us that we are excelling in the areas of Torah, avoiding milus chasadim, then certainly Hashem fulfills His promise, gives us the arichos yomim and all the reward, even in this physical world, along with down here, b'poyel mamish.